We have entered an incredible time regarding the nation of Israel. In 2018, the President of the United States moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And now, the President has recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. This is huge. Uh, the controversial move and its aftermath tell us a great deal about how the stage is being set for the final events of this age. I'll tell you about it right after this word from our producer, Kevin. Hi, I'm producer Kevin, and I'd like to say thank you for tuning into this week's episode. If you're blessed by this podcast, please subscribe or follow us on Spotify. Once you're subscribed, you'll be able to stay up to date with all our latest podcasts. On Monday, March 25th, President Trump signed an order recognizing the Golan Heights as Israeli territory. How does this controversial decision set the stage for the final events of our age? Let's find out. The move by President Trump to recognize the Golan Heights as Israeli territory is bothering a lot of people. Why is that? We're going to get to the prophetic implications in a minute. But before we go there, let's set the stage. Ezekiel 38 and 39 tell us about an amazing last day's war that will rock the world as we know it. I've talked about it on this program before, so I won't go into the details here. Uh, basically, the war will be an invasion of Israel from the north. It will be the largest coordinated attack ever launched against Israel. And this war will be the trigger of a series of tribulation events that will eventually lead to Armageddon. But how does it all end? It all ends with the physical return of Jesus Christ to the planet Earth. Man, that is great news. That's a great ending. But the invasion will be led by Russia and Iran. The prophecy identifies many other nations that will be part of the invading coalition. Several of those ancient states are contained within the borders of modern Turkey. Syria sits to Israel's immediate north. Right now, there are four main nations on the ground in Syria. Russia, Iran, Turkey, and the United States. But on December 19th of last year, President Trump announced that he would be withdrawing U.S. troops from Syria. Later, he changed his mind, but it's obvious that he doesn't intend to keep the troops there indefinitely. His intent is clear, bring them home. And when he does, that will leave Russia, Iran, and Turkey the principles of the Ezekiel 38 invasion. Here's what matters today. Between Israel and Syria stands the Golan Heights. Israel captured this area from Syria during the Six-Day War in 1967. Syria used the heights to launch an invasion of Israel from the north. After capturing the Golan Heights during the war, Israel never gave it back. On a recent episode of Hannity on Fox News, Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz explained Israel's reasoning. You don't give back a battleship that you captured from an enemy who is going to use it to fire at you. The Golan Heights is a battleship and you don't give it to Syria and Iran. The Golan Heights is a relatively small 695 square miles. How big is that? Seven U.S. cities cover more square miles. But even though it is not large, it is extremely strategic. It is literally the high ground. 
I have been to the Golan Heights. I have stood on those grounds, and it is an amazing piece of property that Israel needs to keep. Before 1967, it was used repeatedly to stage attacks on Israel. Even so, the United Nations Human Rights Council voted last week to condemn what it calls Israel's occupation of Golan. Most of the world's nations agree. They want Israel to give the area back. But as Alan Dershowitz says, you don't give back the battleship that you captured. And this gets more interesting. Syria has been destroyed by civil war. For all practical purposes, even though it has the name Syria, Syria as we know it no longer exists. But what does exist in the area of Syria are the combination of the enemies that will attack Israel in that war. This seems to me to be significant. As God mentions Russia, Turkey, Iran, and their troops attacking Israel, but God completely leaves out the mention of Syria. Now, uh, let's get back to Trump and the recognition of the Golan as Israeli territory, not belonging to Syria nor anyone else. Uh, consider this. In Ezekiel 38, verse 8, the Bible seems to indicate that this battle will happen on the mountains of Israel, not on the mountains of the occupied territory or the mountains of Syria, but the mountains of Israel. In this move by Trump, could it be that we have yet another indicator of the days in which we live? As we head toward that day, we don't know exactly how each detail will develop, but it seems significant that President Donald Trump has moved the embassy to Jerusalem, and now he is telling the world that the Golan belongs to Israel. In these recent developments, consider also that Trump calls himself the negotiator. And there are some that speculate that he is actually putting Israel in a difficult position and he will use these things as leverage to negotiate his coming peace plan to divide Jerusalem. We'll see how all this develops in the coming weeks. Uh, but as of now, President Trump also appears to be the best friend Israel has had since 1948. Folks, we live in amazing days. All the pieces of the prophetic puzzle are on the board. And even the tiniest of the tiny pieces are being put into their final positions for the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Jesus is coming. Are you ready for that day? Listen, I must ask you if you've been forgiven of your sin. Because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that there's no other name under heaven by which a person can be saved than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not trusted in Christ to forgive you of your sins, then you are not forgiven. And when you die, you will not experience grace and the presence of the Lord in heaven. Instead, you'll be judged for your sin, separated from the Lord forever in a place that the Bible describes as hell. Uh, listen, you don't want to go there. If you want to know that you're forgiven, then pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. Right now, I repent of my sin and unbelief and surrender to you as Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please visit the Know Jesus page at HopeForOurTimes.com to find out what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Or if you'd like more information on this topic or other topics, go to our website, hopeforourtimes.com. Until next time, God bless. Now here's our producer, Kevin. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube.